Hello, I'm Angela. And I'm Marie, the second half of this mother and daughter team. Welcome to Chalker Checkups. We're here to guide you on your quest for spiritual knowledge and enlightenment. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Hi. We have a couple guests on today that I'm pretty excited about. As am I. Yeah, so the two people we have on are a couple people that have gotten chakra readings from you and then put some effort into healing based off of your recommendations and what you were seeing in their energy. Yes. Uh-huh. Awesome. I think it's great that we're having guests uh, come on and tell us about the healing that they're having and how things worked out for them after their reading. That's fabulous. So our next guest, I understand, is a good friend of yours, Angela, Gina. Yeah. Yeah. She's a fabulous private chef who makes delicious food. And I was telling Gina about your chakra readings for months before she's finally got one. Initially, she was not very interested. She was supportive, but somewhat skeptical of the whole idea. And now that she has, she has kind of dove off into the deep end and gone full send into the psychic healing, which I think is awesome. Let's hear what she has to say. Gina, Hello. Hello, Hello, Angie. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Gina. Oh, hi, Marie. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> Good. Awesome. So, Gina, you got a reading with my mom. How was your experience with it? What did she tell you that you it would like was, to share? It was so amazing, honestly. I, I don't know what my expectations of it were because um, in the past I haven't been very in tune or aware of my energy. You know, it's not something that I've ever really focused on. Um, and so I didn't really know what to I had obviously had told me just wonderful things. And so the reason that I initially did it was because somebody told me that in a reading that they got from Marie that um, she was able to detect uh, something that was making her ill. And mm. it was something that she was totally unaware of. And uh, so um, by getting Marie's reading, it was really helpful for her physical health. And I had been dealing with some issues for several years, actually, um, with my digestive tract and uh, had gone through a million different elimination diets and, you know, uh, whatever, all sorts of different doctor's appointment, blood tests, you know, all these things that never really came up with anything. So that was the reason that I reached out to Marie, but her reading revealed so much um, about kind of just everything it answered so many questions that I didn't really even know I had yeah uh, and that, that was that was really like it, it was you know I I reached her for an intention and then it ended up being like um <laughs> it it was just like oh my god all of this is really real like all of this is true 
And I felt all of these things my whole life and didn't really know what it was coming from or how to pinpoint it or control it or exercise it or anything. So from her reading, it opened up this whole world of spirituality and like use of energy and um, it gave me a whole nother way to understand myself. I love that. Anything in particular that you wouldn't mind sharing that you're surprised at that you've now maybe been able to implement any changes with that since getting the reading? I think that one of the things that was um, really eye-opening, and it's something that I felt a lot more as I get older, is um, how to protect my energy. Um, you know, it's something that sometimes being in large groups of people or even with family or even, you know, sometimes with my husband, you know, I just get, I get so mentally drained and exhausted and I never really understood why that was, you know, it wasn't a physical tired. It was just like a, I need to go sit in a room by myself for five minutes and like re- generate my energy and um so in talking to marie she was able to give me some exercises in how to kind of not share my energy bubble with people so much you know to rein it in and focus on keeping other people's energy outside of my field yeah is that working for you gina in a way that you can now uh, be in public without feeling so tired out it is working so well. It's so amazing. Your balloon trick of just like whenever I start feeling that pull that I just imagine, you know, pulling my balloon in closer to me and then all of a sudden I'm not affected anymore. And I feel like my whole body tingle when I do that. And it's such a cool thing to be able to have a little bit better handle on. I'm still like, I feel like I'm still learning. It's not an automatic thing when I walk into a room that I go in with my energy bubble close. But like, as soon as I realize that I've let it go too far, I know how to pull it back in. Yeah. So that's kind of life changing about being in crowds and everything now. So totally life changing. Yeah. Awesome that's exactly what we want you know that's that's my goal is to get people to understand that part about them you're you know you're a physical person but you're also an energetic person in a physical world and how to deal with that yeah and I think that it's something that I mean I know that I have never really been aware of it you know there's things that in in my reading from you, Marie, for example, like you told me that I have um, a quality that people are just attracted to naturally and they, they want to talk to me and they want to, they're always really quick to want to get to know me and, you know, be around me. And it's always so exhausting for me. And so knowing that that's one of the qualities that like, you know, I'm just kind of letting this energy bubble just go out and invite everybody and so it's just really cool to know that that exists and I think that a lot of people don't know that that exists or don't know that they're maybe sharing negative energy with people or 
you know, wondering why whenever people are around, they seem to want to kind of walk away or, you know, just being being aware of the type of energy that you're putting out into the world. Yeah, I know. For me, like hearing my mom talk about thought patterns and stuff, too, it's like um, really wanting to be more aware of what you're putting out there in general. And even just the idea of, you know, not um, not even thinking negative thoughts, you know, if you if you think something that you catch yourself being negative to um, kind of rein it back in and, you know, consciously try to be a positive contributor to the universe. Yeah. And uh, in turn, being able to attract more of that positive energy to yourself. So that that kind of um, mindset, I think, is really important for a lot of people to understand. Mm-hmm. It makes a huge difference. It makes a huge difference in your life. I, I remember a time when I would be I was driving in the traffic in L.A. every day and I got to the point where I went, wow, I'm swearing at everybody on my way to work you know it's like yeah I've got to stop this this is horrible you know um and and that was about that you know that was about almost 50 years ago but it was like the critical time when I started to think oh you know I've got to change the way I put out these thoughts and uh really take control of that and be very conscious of all the thoughts that I put out you know, even if the people can't hear what I'm saying in my car or whatever, um, it's important. Yeah. Yeah. And so then Gina, I also know that you said you started to do more meditation, um, with a goal in mind. Can you tell us more about that? I am trying. (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to lie. It has been, um, you know, I, uh, it's, it's really hard. It's really difficult, but, um, I, the goal that I have in mind is, um, just becoming more aware of my own energy, you know, instead of having somebody like your mother need to tell me that, you know, I'm holding something in my chakras or, you know, I, I want to train myself to know when I'm out of balance so that I can Mm -hmm. regulate it. Mm -hmm. And are you seeing like some results when you have been trying to do that? I definitely have. I um have I'm I had a really crazy experience uh the other night that I was meditating and just trying to um like not even really this was kind of the funny thing is that it wasn't I wasn't actively trying to meditate but I all of a sudden became very aware of everybody's energy. Like I all of a sudden felt this like bubble of different energies and um, then kind of was able to like through my breath, uh, you know, either push them away or pull them closer or um, just it, it was a, a, a tangible feeling and wow. it was really uh, it was really cool. I mean, it was really. Uh, it, it was a type of scenario that I never kind of believed existed. 
And uh, so even, even if I don't feel like I've been too successful in my meditation, I think that um, that kind of proved that it's getting me somewhere. It's making me connect. And then that night I had a dream that I was talking to the angel that, um, that Marie told me that I have with me, um, guiding me and protecting me. So that was, it was really, it was cool. Wow. Yeah, that was cool. You're making this transition from the idea that thoughts are kind of unclear to that thoughts actually are things. Um, and you're, you're actually feeling them, seeing them and experiencing them as tangible things, which they are. Yeah. And that's one of, I mean, it's something that I really, I, I would love to, I've always had a sense when I meet people, you know, like I, I make a immediate um, decision. It, I don't have to speak to them. I don't have to anything. Just to, the second I'm approaching anybody new, I, I feel immediately whether or not I like them. And um, I've always wondered why that is, you know, I've always wondered um, what what it is in me that I'm sensing in them that I'm sensing. And so if I could, like, train myself to actually be able to more tangibly feel it or see it, um, I think that that would just be a really useful tool in life. It works for me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, another thing that I really wanted to be able to achieve through meditation is in, in my reading, uh, Marie told me that I have, um, the capabilities to possibly see into some of my past lives. And uh, <laughs> I would just think that that would be, um, really, I, I wonder I'm, who wouldn't be curious what they were in their past lives. <laughs> I was thinking about that the and just how my mom was being a jeweler and I was thinking I'm like how cool would it be if I was a mechanic and then I'll all of a sudden I work on my car or something like that <laughs> right just just know me like hmm okay I think I could yeah. do this I could yeah. figure this out at least if I if I tried it's within the realm of my possibilities <laughs> yeah, for sure well and the interesting thing about uh, some past lives you can have just a few minutes of memory in a past life but then you'll find out that you have the skill or some of the skills from that past life you've downloaded just in that few minutes of memory yeah yeah so I mean I kind of ever since ever since you're reading I have kind of always I've wondered if uh, um if being like an artist or a chef or things that I enjoy doing now existed in my past lives. And if it's something that I maybe repeated a couple of times and uh, that's why it comes so naturally to me now. Um, So that would be, that would be fun to discover. You can go back and find your own recipes from another time. <laughs> right? Oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> oh, Gina's uh, cool. past life menu. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. But I've also been able to get to have some really um, insane lucid dreams, which has been uh, which has been really with the knowledge that I've gotten from Marie on what lucid dreams are and kind of how to navigate them. 
um, one of the things that I was having a lot and have had since I was a child um, are something that I, I deemed, I named because I didn't know anybody else who had them, but I named them paralytic dreams because they were dreams in which I was really, really lucid. I knew everything that was going on around me. I even kind of knew what was going on in my actual, like in, in my, in my bedroom, you know, where my body was sleeping. Mm-hmm. But um, the whole dream, I struggled to move or um, wake up or, you know, I, I, if I was able to move, it felt like my body was a thousand pounds and I wasn't able to get far And uh, something that um, Marie told me when we talked on the phone was that it's potentially because I'm not accepting the fact that my um, ethereal body is separate from my physical body. Mm. And so when I'm when my etherical body is trying to have these lucid dreams, my physical body is staying glued to it. And, you know, the the body is unable to move in either world. And uh, so ever since she told me that, and I kind of throughout the day, kind of think about that and try to remind myself about my the two separate entities of myself. And I have had some wild dreams the last, I don't know, three nights. And they're the type that I want to start keeping a dream journal because I remember everything. And it would be fun just to be able to maybe like connect some dots that way. Yeah. So are you moving around though? Do you have experience now having more movement? Complete, like complete movement. Like it doesn't, there's a lot of, (laughs) I've had um, the last couple, it's actually taken me quite a bit of time to realize that I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. Um, And this, I mean, the one that I had last night, I was flirting with this guy in my dream and he Don't was really handsome and yeah no and, and well I actually I wasn't flirting with him he was flirting with me and then I like responded with a smile or something and he was like wow you know that's the first time that you've responded to me I thought you know I've done this for you and I've done this for you and you've never acknowledged me and now you just acknowledged me and I was like huh that's funny I didn't even realize that you were flirting with me and then and then I was like, huh, wait, I'm married. Um, that's why I wasn't <laughs> responding to you. And I like looked down at my hand and looked at my ring and I said, oh, I'm sorry, I'm married. And then like walked away. And it was just like, it was really funny because it wasn't until that moment that I realized that I was dreaming oh, because I was like, okay, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be in this situation. And then everything else from that moment on was just kind of like exploration because I realized I was dreaming. So I I went around and like looked around. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) Well, now that you made this transition into uh, lucid dreaming, you're 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 in the realm of the angels. So you're in a place where they can interact with you very well. You can interact with your teachers and that's very good because you're using your third eye. That's what you're seeing with you're moving around. So you're basically in a situation where you're astral traveling and you're using your third eye and you're communicating and you're remembering all of this. So you've got yourself in a very enlightened and aware state. And that opens up a lots of possibilities for, uh, 
your angelic beings to help you, to teach you things, to show you things and experience things, um, including your past lives. Right. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's really, I, I actually, this, uh, um, when I had the feeling that I had met my angel, I, it was a part of my dream that was kind of a little bit fuzzy, but when I woke up and I was trying to remember the details of everything, I kind of went, Oh God. And there was that woman who was that woman. And she had, um, like just the most beautiful accent uh, and she was gorgeous and like ethnic and I just kind of I just remembered her and I was like Hi, I wonder like that I wonder if that was my angel because I remember her taking me aside and walking with me and me just being kind of in awe of her and um, just like ready to learn so I wonder now that I've possibly made contact with somebody who is one of my teachers that they can show me more and I could recognize it next time instead of kind of just being like in awe. Well, it's very likely that that was. And what you said is actually a a very good clue that points to it. A lot of the language that the angels use on, on the astral doesn't really make the leap back into this realm so i've been there been there. they'll tell me something or they'll tell me this is this is your name in this realm and i'll go oh wow okay i'm gonna say that like five times so i don't remember it and the minute you make the transition you can't quite remember what they said or what you did or or you know what the instruction was however <laughs> you do download it so you'll have that experience and then you and then like maybe three days or a week or sometimes a month later, suddenly you're like, wow, all of a sudden I'm doing something different or I have a different ability or, or something in, in my consciousness just took a big jump and it goes back to that moment. Oh, that's really cool. <laughs> so a little patience, but... But that seems to be how it works. I don't know why, you know, and I think that people like Mozart or stuff were people that could really just go in and get stuff and come out immediately. But that's a very, very rare, you know, very rare few people in of all the people in the world, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. So don't be surprised if then all of a sudden you're like, wow, where did this come from? You know, how, how I'm really I good at this. this? <laughs> I can't wait for those to show up. That'll... <laughs> like my, my husband who knows how to do a little bit of everything. It would be really great one day to come back and be like, look at what I made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know something that you don't know how to do. <laughs> Not maliciously, of course, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do you guys have any other questions for me? Was there anything that I didn't touch on that you were curious about? Um, Have you been meditating at all uh, with your pyramids? So what I did um, is I drew out when I had when I got your reading, I kind of made a drawing of myself and I drew out how I visualized what you explained because I'm mm-hmm. a very I'm a very visual person. And so 
I do when I'm when I'm thinking about my chakras I think about the picture that I drew and um you know the picture that I drew does have the pyramids in it Mm -hmm. and I do like focus on them and look at them but I look at every single piece and so I um I I don't know if I've gotten any information from it yet um but it is something that I have like visualized Mm -hmm. that's good so the pyramids were a power object that you noticed mom yeah they're power object in in a crown chakra and I think that a lot of times uh, when you meditate or you're doing certain things in the astral, they will activate. And I think there's a lot of uh, information and ancient knowledge kind of embedded in having those. Mm -hmm. So at some point they will open up and again, you'll get sort of a download and you'll have a jump in consciousness. Uh, well, when you get to that point, Jean, I will have to have you back on and talk about that. Yes, absolutely. I'm happy to. <laughs> I'm happy to share all of the steps of my experience. And uh, Marie Angie told me that you were thinking about starting to do some guided meditations, which I would be so happy about. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> okay. I need help. <laughs> I was just talking to one of my friends who meditates a lot. She's Indian. And so I've been calling everybody that I know that meditates just to see like how they do it. What, what am I doing wrong? And <laughs> she, she was laughing at me so hard because she was like, well, what are you focusing on when you're meditating? And I'm like, I'm focusing on not thinking. Like, I'm focusing on stop that. Like, don't think about that. You're not supposed to be thinking of anything. And she just started, she just started laughing. And she was like, that is the absolute worst thing that you could think of when you're meditating. Like, he's right. <laughs> she was like, you can't think about not thinking. She was like, listen to your breath or feel the cushion that you're sitting on or like just put your focus elsewhere and when you have a thought come by just kind of let it go by and don't yeah. like don't stop and engage with it but like it's okay to have thoughts but just don't don't engage like don't don't add to it don't don't be like oh yeah I forgot I need to do that blah blah I mean you make my list and <laughs> <laughs> no when you're so... meditating when you're meditating it's like your thoughts are like a river going by and you just so oh that went down the river that went down the river you just don't pay any attention they have no they have no it you know they're not relevant to the moment yes and so i i will i'll let you know when i get closer to that because (laughs) even though i seem to be feeling things in other aspects of my life my meditation i'm still kind of just sitting there yelling at myself so, yeah. <laughs> you know, when I get past that, but I'm trying. I guess I better start up. My, I used to do a lot of guided meditations for, for people and for my meditation group. I guess I better get on that again. Yes, because if I'm listening to you telling me what to do, then I'm not going to be listening to myself telling me what not to do. And maybe it'll help me get through 15 minutes without getting up and going, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again. Well, you know, my my average meditation is probably more like 45 minutes to sometimes three hours. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but a guided meditation won't be that long. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> oh, well, I'm very much looking forward to that. And if I have any other kind of grand revelations, I will make sure to let Angie know so I can I can keep you in the loop, Marie, and you can you can let me know. <laughs> you could tell me what's going on. <laughs> well, I'm just so glad that you're doing well. It's fabulous. It really yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for sharing it all with us today, Gina. You're welcome, Angie. Gina, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with everybody so they could hear somebody else's experience and, you know, instead of just listening to my voice. (laughs) Yeah, well, I can't wait to hear. um, I can't wait to hear the experiences of the other people that you've helped because that'll just be that'll be fun. It's kind of like a club. Yeah. (laughs) It's a secret club that's really cool that nobody else knows about yet. (laughs) Well, the idea is to get everyone to know about it and then everyone can join the club. There we go. Okay. I'll let I'll let other people in on it. (laughs) All right. Well, you guys have a wonderful evening. Thank you so much for chatting with me and I will talk to you both soon. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Bye guys. Our second guest was one of a group of people that I was doing readings for an entire workshop. So chakra readings were a little bit new for him. His name is Ned, and he had an incredible response to both the reading and uh, the healing that took place for him afterwards. So he's very interested, interesting to listen to. Hi, Ned. Welcome. Hi. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm great. So my mom has told me that you got a reading and had a pretty incredible experience with it. I'm curious, how did you first hear of my mom and what made you want to sign up for a reading? Well, actually, it was um, it was kind of serendipitous. I was uh, enrolled in a Reiki master retreat at Yandara in Baja, Mexico, <clears throat> and... I had previously been to Yandara and made friends with uh, several of the other staff there. And one of them was doing a retreat afterwards and said, Hey, Nettie, why don't you just stay for my retreat? And I didn't even look at what the retreat was about. I just jumped in at feet first, which I often do. And sometimes (laughs) that's been fabulous. And sometimes it's been quite a mistake. So I'm still learning, but I just jumped in. I said, yep, sign me up. I'll be there. And it happened to be a chakra checkup type of retreat. And Marie was part of the retreat in that she did readings for everybody that attended. So that's how I found out about the reading. It was, I'd I'd never heard anything about it. The woman that ran the retreat at Yandara said, you know, um, whenever you'd like, you get this reading, sign up for it, take it whenever you want. You can have it before the retreat. You can have it after the retreat, all of this. And I just signed up. And I uh, thought, you know, I've never had one before. It sounds, sounds fun. Sounds yeah. interesting. And, uh, and jumped in feet first. Okay. <laughs> so then what did she tell you from the reading? If there's anything personal you'd like to share? Yeah, well, I mean, it was amazing in that, uh, you know, I'm kind of a skeptic. I've got degrees in science. I've been a sort of a science-minded person. So I've always been skeptical of the uh metaphysical but sort of also known that it's kind of real so it's it's weird um 
but uh you know i've always wanted a scientific explanation for everything and it's, it's sometimes i just don't get it but um uh i think you know with, with the vipassana and where i was i felt the physical pain from the entity that you had told me about so you said i had an entity in my in my neck uh on the left side of my of my body it was outside of my body which was a good thing uh wasn't wasn't super long was only like a foot and a half long serpent like in in um in shape and sort of translucent so not really not really solid color or or you know solid structure so easier to get rid of which that i guess is a great thing for me mm -hmm. um I wouldn't say that it was easy to get rid of, but it was quite an experience. So uh, I don't know how many of your listeners are, are um, uh, understand what a Vipassana is, but you know, the quick run is it's a, it's a 12, 12 hours a day, 10 days straight silent meditation. And during that, you know, you go inward and, and look at the body. So I was, I was, um, you know, experiencing my body at the cellular level and trying to, trying to get this pain out of my neck and my, shoulder and my ear that had been there for years and you know um on day three we i started healing other pain and started healing my body and then you know through the evening of day three right after dinner i felt this little little trickle uh down the back of my throat it was like a a cold numbing trickle okay yeah so i was in this um in this meditation and on day three i you know i started healing all the aches and pains in my body and you know all my joint pain started going away and i really started focusing on that shoulder and that that neck and my left ear and um as i was saying i felt this sort of trickle down the back of my throat this sort of numbness this coolness and i thought that's interesting what's I wonder what that is and you know, I was just observing it and, you know, it's, uh, there was uh, been emotional all day. So there's plenty of, um, fluid moving, let's just say, and, um, <laughs> you know, uh, but you know, it's like when you have like a bit of a cold or allergies coming on and you kind of do that, you know, to try and clear your, yeah. Yeah. clear your sinuses. So I'm, I'm doing a little bit of that and, uh, I'm feeling that cold numbness down and, and I'm feeling it releasing from my left sinus uh the the one just underneath and just above my eye and that's the one that's been bothering me for years and I feel it sort of the pressure starting to like build like you're pulling out a big loogie or something you know for lack of sorry, okay. to, be so, sorry to be so crass but uh, <laughs> okay. I don't I don't know what other what other way to say it but anyway it's like you know you're doing one of those and i I have done cocaine in my previous life a long time ago. I haven't probably done cocaine in 25 or 30 years. It's been a long time, college days. But I did enough cocaine in those days to know exactly what it tasted like. Um, you know, cool, numbing trickle. And as I was, you know, pulling it in, it was really bitter and acrid and medicinally sort of flavored and anyway uh i held up this big chunk and it was like a blood clot wow. and in texture but it was 
acrid and I knew exactly what it was. It was kind of, as I kind of bit down on it, it was kind of grainy and crunchy. Oh, I had a hanky in my po I had a hanky in my pocket the whole time because you know there's so much other emotion going on during this silent meditation retreat. I, so I had this hanky. I put it all you know. I, I spit it in the hanky. I went back to the um, to the room afterward. Uh, I, 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 I'm analyzing it, and it's this snow white, snow white. Uh, boogers basically it's it's and it's so i spread it all out on uh, um and let it dry and scraped it and sure enough it's cocaine it, you know and it wow. had been in my nose for 20 or 30 years and uh that was this entity that i shed and mm -hmm. it would it was this it was in there this this thing um and my wife's a nurse and we and i, I do have some some understanding of, of sort of some medical stuff. And what the best thing we could think is, you know, is some sort of biofilm encapsulated in there, uh, you know, in the base of my sinus for years and, and looked like mucus and just never came out. Um, and she made me laugh. She says, you know, didn't you know, didn't you, didn't you know? cocaine and you didn't feel it and I, I laughed at her and I said yeah. when I did cocaine it wasn't just one line you'd do a bump yeah. and then you'd bump yeah. again and then you'd bump again and then you'd bump again you know it's like you so I'd probably been doing cocaine all night I wouldn't have known whether I, a line worked or not but that was probably uh, the, that time when you did the complete the time when the entity came in I would have that was a time in my life that I was very destructive with drugs and alcohol. I was blackout drunk on a regular basis. Uh, I was killing myself slowly as, uh, uh, you know, and as effectively as I could. And when it came out, did you feel like the entity left? Yes, it was amazing. And I knew that it, it left at that point. It would take three or four more days in Vipassana, in meditation to work out all the kinks that it had caused my body and my neck and my shoulder um, but I knew instantly that it was gone and I felt amazingly more free and able to start working on the damage that it had done physically to me um, now that the mental part of it was gone so without that has your life changed <laughs> amazingly amazingly yeah my life um, since your reading has changed uh, in in the most amazing and beautiful ways, and things are opening up more. Um, my intuition, my third eye, is really switched on. Um, as you know, I, I went to uh, Reiki Master retreat, and and um, during the Reiki Master attunement, I got a lot of um, information. And since then, it's just been uh, it's been amazing and beautiful. Um, Colors are more bright. It's like there's more colors in the palette. Uh, flavors are more, um, you know, pronounced. It's everything. It's, uh, everything's better. That's amazing. Yeah. So I'm curious, when, when I told you in the reading, when you read in the reading that uh, you had an entity, were you, how shocked were you about that? Well, <sighs> shocked is a funny word, isn't it? I was 
not surprised to hear that there was a re it was nice to have the affirmation of this pain that I'd been seeing Western specialists for for years um, to finally have somebody believe me that, yeah, you do have something going on in there. And just because Western medicine can't find it doesn't mean it doesn't exist because I've known it's existed. So that I don't think it shocked me. I think it was really pleasant to have that affirmation that, yeah, see, I am right. Asshole mm -hmm. doctors. Yeah, it's surprising you know? to me that they wouldn't, you know, if you're getting all the tests and getting a scope down your nose, that they wouldn't have been able to see that. Well, that's what we keep questioning, my wife and I. And it's like, well, you know, if it was encapsulated and it did come out looking like a and feeling like a blood clot, you know, it could have just looked like mucus. White, you know, it's white, it's mucusy, it's, it could have just to them looked like snot. But on the other hand, it wasn't going to let go until you were ready to let it go either. So Correct. it wouldn't Correct. see it, you know. I mean, I've seen mm -hmm. that over and over again. It the thing doesn't release until you release it. So, the the medical system's blind to things like that. Yeah. Right. Well, and I think part of the problem is, I've wanted to release it for years. I just didn't know what it was or how uh -huh. to release it. So and by I getting the that, reading, it really created some clarity on where to focus. Yeah. Like, oh, I've got this thing that I need to work on, and it gave me a goal to to work on and it it was effective yeah that's, that's uh, and i i i do honestly and truly believe in my heart that even had i not gone into that vipassana meditation that it still would have given me the tools and the knowledge to work on it on my own and it probably would have taken definitely would have taken longer and probably been a lot harder to do um rather than in the setting that i was in because the setting that i was in prom promotes that kind of healing right mm -hmm. it's so you're around a bunch of people that are also meditating and it's in a healing environment where you know it's peaceful and food is vegetarian and healthy and everything is set up for success whereas it's much harder to have that kind of success in your everyday life when there's constant interruptions and doorbells and neighbors and cars and traffic and things like that it's hard to get that clarity in meditation and, and be able to really effectively work on something um, yeah i've done also and i agree it's just it's you know you're you were there for 10 days with nothing to do but focus on yourself there's no sudden i've got to get up and go do this so i'll get to that later i tell you it's the greatest gift anybody could give themselves yes mm -hmm. yes yeah that's what one of my friends said when she did a 10-day silent retreat as well is that was one of the most empowering things she could have done even it's people... really it, it's really hard at the start but it gets easier and easier and it's so expanding it's amazing yeah it's yeah. hard not to have something let go in Vipassana. right it, yeah i think so i think so but i think to answer your question initially i i still would have figured out how to let this um entity go having known now that I had it mm -hmm. and that that's what it was. I think it was a lot easier for me to, to, to bump it in, you know, really soon after having that reading, what was it just a couple of weeks because of the situation I was in. I, I think I still would have been able to do it, not in Vipassana, but I think it would have been harder and taken me much longer. Yeah. yeah. 
I really believe that once people see an entity and, and begin to see it separate from themselves, then they're very motivated to want to heal it. And then they're usually isn't too long after that, that they're able to let it go. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And that's I, I can only speak from my experience, but it was um, it was, uh, you know, what it happens to. It's very liberating. It mm -hmm. feels great. Yeah. And you know, when you've let it go, you know, when you've released it. For me, anyway, it was instant. Well, and on our conversation since then, Al, you're you're having amazing dreams and amazing meditations and everything. I guess. Yeah, things are really opening up for me, and I I, I think um, the reading was a big part of that. It's understanding, and you know, uh, some of the things that have been going on for a long time internally, and not not really knowing why. Uh, you know, it's like it's this whole science thing, right? Before before Louis Pasteur came along in the 1600s, everybody thought alcohol was made by God and it was this magic touch. They didn't know until the microscope came along and they saw the yeast cell that it was this tiny little creature that turns sugar into alcohol and CO2. Um, are, you, are you telling you know, me? But we've, but we've known, <laughs> we've known this whole time that it's, it, that it works and it feels great. So, you know, it's like uh, just because science hasn't caught up doesn't mean it's not real. It right. we, we can't explain it doesn't mean it's not true so you're telling right? me it's, it's not made by god <laughs> <laughs> well in a way it is <laughs> <laughs> but you know and it's the same deal with uh with the lunacy and the and the full moon you know every every medical worker will tell you the emergency room's packed on the full moon but we can't explain why it doesn't mean it's not real it's just the science hasn't caught up yet yeah so I think all of this stuff is real. We just are just on the cusp of learning how to how to describe it scientifically. And we are starting to. I mean, we are seeing the electromagnetic field that is pulsing out of the heart chakra with instruments. And they're seeing it now. They are finding the little piezoelectric units that are even smaller than uh, molecules that are the constant vibration that run in and out of the fascia. Uh, which is the chi, which is the key, whatever you want to call it. Um, they know that it exists. They know that it's in a water system in the fascia and that these signals are, are being sent back and forth now. They stop when you die, and that's why this energy stuff, uh, the chakras and all those things aren't visible. Um, it's because it's all, what are we, 98% water, and it's all run through a water system in the inner networks of the fascia. Uh -huh. They're finding this stuff now. It's, uh, science is catching up to this, this stuff that we've known for a long time. We just can't explain. Yeah, it's about time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, wouldn't it be nice if we lived to see the day when the doctors go in and say, okay, I've got your report here and I've got your chocolate report here. So we'll just combine these two and figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think we're going to. I think that is going to be in our lifetimes. Well, I worked for over 10 years privately for several doctors, three doctors and a couple clergy and one psychiatrist with, with their people they were quote unquote stuck with um, that you know, they just couldn't figure out. So they would say, okay, I want you to go see Marie and then she'll give me a call and then we'll talk again. So there were some doctors that actually were interested in what people's chakras said and, and were looking for just that sort of thing that you had, looking for something that 
they couldn't diagnose and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. And I think we will see more of that in our lifetimes. I think we will see that change in that shift. That would be a dream. Yeah. 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 I really do believe that. I think that uh, we are on the cusp of that right now. I think that there are a lot of medical Western doctors that are finding enlightenment and following a better path, a different path than what they have been told their whole lives, um, which is not dissimilar from what I'm going through. It's just, I'm not a doctor, but you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm realizing a different, a different reality, uh, than what I've been told my whole life, you know? So it's kind of nice to see that there is something out there that's not necessarily, um, explained and doesn't have to be. Yeah. So now that things are opening up for you, um, and you're seeing things with your third eye and everything, is there more questions or clarity you need from my mom? Well, I got all kinds of questions. Um, and <laughs> uh, as she may have, have already told you, I have been bothering her on the regular with <laughs> um, She has not told and me. Yeah. And yeah, I, I do. I have tons of questions. Um, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's how do I continue to open it up? The third eye thing is, uh, is a tough one for me. It's I'm getting messages. And a lot of the time I'm questioning whether it's my imagination and my ego or whether it's real, because some of the stuff seems very big. Um, and then I'm told by, so I've got two other spiritual teachers as well as Marie. And so all three of them tell me, no, actually it's your ego. That's telling you that it is, that it's your imagination, right? Because something so big, you're like, how could it possibly be me? No, it's not whatever. I mean, it's just cutting out ego and trying to figure out or understand the real messages versus my imagination is difficult mm -hmm. for me. Mm -hmm. uh, and also translating the messages from, from the guidance that I'm getting into something that I understand. I, a lot of the time I, I feel like I'm getting messages, but I don't know what they mean. And <laughs> I know that's I'm, because I'm a novice and I'm still trying to, I'm still learning and I'm going to ask for more clarity on how we can better, uh, communicate with my guides so that when we are communicating, I understand what they're telling me a little better. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of that involved. Uh, and I'm, like I said, I'm just, I'm crawling right now, uh, but soon I'll be walking and running. <laughs> well, I'm still crawling. So, <laughs> right. but you know, with the messages, a lot of times you will get a message and you're like, I, I always say, what does that mean? I don't know. I really don't know what that means, but you just let it go. Because I think it's a lot like when you're downloading a program, it takes some time, you download it, and then you got to integrate it. And then all of a sudden, a week, a month, sometimes three months, sometimes a year later, boom, it, you've got a clarity on something that you had no idea. And it's almost like, where does that come from? And then you think back and go, wow, that's what that was about. So... It's yeah, unfortunately, right now, what I've got going on is I've got some, I've been getting some clear messages and, say, and saying, no, that can't be. And they keep coming back and saying, yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and I don't want it. 
it's okay. it's big and it's scary and it's a lot of responsibility that I didn't sign up for. Well, I think you might look go back and at some point you did. You, you, you <laughs> <up there. laughs> yeah, yeah. You were probably on the astral signing up and you forgot that part, but you were definitely signed <laughs> up somewhere. <laughs> yeah, because you know the stuff that I'm seeing, the stuff that I'm getting corroboration from Susie. It's big stuff. It's scary stuff. It's it's not where I would have seen myself ever. So I don't think um, you ever hear heard me say that the scary part would go away. No, you never did give me that advice, nor did it either of the other two. No. You a just angels that talk it. to me, my my physical living angels. You, you and two other women, the the three of you have been amazing in my journey and knowledge and opening. And you, you just let yourself be less affected by the scary part. That's what I'm learning, just to take it and just let it happen. But it's yep. uh it's still scary. Yeah, one step at a time, and then by the time you're at the top of the staircase, it doesn't look so scary up there. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like going up a ski lift. Well, yeah, I'll take your word for it. Right now, it's, I'm still looking down, and it's pretty high up. <laughs> <laughs> you're still going up, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think you're doing amazing, and... And I actually, you haven't bugged me a bit. I've enjoyed every single conversation we've had. I just, I'm thrilled for you and your entire family. I think you're all just taking off like rockets. And I think it's fabulous. Well, I, I do have to admit it's incredible. It feels incredible. Uh, even this, even the fear, it feels, I feel alive, more alive than I've felt in a long time. It feels great. So that part of it is amazing. Um, even though there's so much unknown, it just feel, I feel good. The thing about that unknown is the more, you know, the more, you know, how much unknown there is. Well, I, I know that from other careers and other industries, the more you learn, the more you learn, you don't know. It's, uh, I do know that one, but, um, but yeah, it's, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the future for the first time in a long time. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to see what you do with the future. Yeah. So well, am I. Don't worry if from the if, if everything I'm getting is right, uh, you two are a big part of it. So <laughs> you know, it's uh, someone's it's, gonna have um, to fill me in at some point. <laughs> right, right, yeah. It's um, we'll just sit back and wait for the whoever, whatever angels driving this thing to show up and say, "Walk this way." Oh. Yeah, Angie, you don't, you may, you may not know, but I, I mean, I've already, yeah, I'm, I'm building you into my plans. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this with everybody yeah it, thank you so much for coming on and telling us about that i think that's um i can't even imagine what it must have felt like to cough up a 25 year old ball of cocaine so no kidding and then be high <laughs> in the middle of a vipassana yeah <laughs> well and also and it was after 25. and it was after and that's the weird thing is that it was still had some active some active uh stuff in it because i was oh god i was flying comfortably numb for a little bit there uh well and, and a coughing up a 25 year old entity too. yeah 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 exactly that might have had something to do with the flying as well the high that i felt but i didn't sleep well that night let's just say that yeah a lot to integrate <laughs> <laughs> yeah Thank you so much, Ned, really. Oh, it's been my absolute pleasure. I hope we get the chance to do it again. Yeah. Okay.
right. Bye. Bye. I just want to say how fun it was to have guests on with us today. It's fun to talk to people about their experiences, and I really hope that we'll have more guests on in the future. We definitely encourage it. So if you're out there and you do want to talk to us, let us know. Yeah, or send us a voice message or an email with questions. Uh, We're happy to help you out and talk to you and hopefully answer anything you have. Yeah, and then this is going to be our last episode for the holidays, so we're taking a little bit of break. We're calling this the end of season one, but we will be back with uh, season two, which we plan to have a more deep dive series into each chakra, and we will be releasing that at the beginning of January, so no episode next Tuesday, but look forward to us in January and have a beautiful holiday and end of the year. Yes. Happy holiday. And let's all have a great new year. Yeah. All right. Talk to you soon, mom. Mm-hmm.